unfolds Challenge what the future holds Try and keep your head up to the sky Lovers, they may cause you tears Go ahead, release your fears Stand up and be counted Don't be ashamed to cry You gotta be Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Wonderfilled Week. I am your host, Caitlin Corey. On today's episode, I am honored to present an author spotlight and share the amazing conversation I had with self-love and mental health author, Lauren Dow. Lauren Dow is the author of In Body I Trust and the founder of New Luna Press, an independent publishing house that provides tools and resources for aspiring writers to become published authors. She graduated from the University of South Florida in 2012, where she earned her bachelor's in public relations. Her career has taken her to multiple countries throughout Europe and the Americas. In 2018, after being diagnosed with an eating disorder, she worked her way through recovery and has since dedicated her work to reinforcing self-love and providing support for individuals and families affected by mental health. Other works by Lauren include Your Wild Journal. Lauren's book, In Body I Trust, is currently available for pre-order on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Her 30-day writing journal entitled Your Wild Journal is available for purchase on Amazon. And you can learn more about Lauren by visiting her website, laurendow.com, or by following her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lauren Dow Writes. I had the best time chatting with Lauren, but I do want to issue a trigger warning before we begin that Lauren and I did discuss some potentially triggering topics such as eating disorders and depression, so please proceed with caution. Without further ado, please enjoy this candid conversation with author of In Body I Trust, Lauren Dow. Hello, Lauren. Welcome to Wonderfilled Week. Hi, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, of course, it's my pleasure. I want to first thank you for making the time to speak with me today to share your personal journey and your latest project with us. I said it in the recorded intro, but it bears repeating that elements of this conversation may be triggering for some. So as an additional warning, I want to remind my listeners that we will be touching on some sensitive topics today, including eating disorders and depression just a warning. That being said, Lauren, this conversation comes at an exciting time as your book, In Body I Trust, is now officially available for pre-order. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's still so surreal. And even just hearing you say that right now, it's just like, nah, wait, what? Yes, it's officially (laughs) official. What emotions come to mind? What are you feeling like right at the front? Oh my gosh. Um, You know, I... I've been really on this like imposter syndrome kick lately. And then not in the sense that I'm like leaning into it, but I'm just trying to learn more about it. And I think for a while I was feeling like I was a fraud, you know, like I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to catch me. Like, I'm, I'm not really an author. Like, you know, I I was just, I think I was just nervous. Um, And that I think is, is a bit, um, a bit of the feelings that I'm having, but overall I, I am elated and I'm, 
grateful and I am blown away, honestly, by like the amount of support that I have been getting from this. It's, it's been incredible. It's been truly incredible. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you're already feeling the feedback. And I can only imagine when people have the book in their hands and we all start tagging you and telling you our reviews. And I'm sure it's only going to continue to feel more and more surreal, but you really did it. You really have a book. It's really out there. I really did it. Yeah. I, uh, I, it was like the first time the other day that I said out loud the words that I was proud of myself, like, and not in that way of like, I'm being a narcissist, you know, it's more of just like, I've it's been, I don't even know how long, if ever, that I really just kind of looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I am proud of you. Look what you've done. Look what you've accomplished. You know, I love you. And I'm just so proud. And just having that conversation with myself was like all that I needed. <laughs> yeah. And you deserve to hear that from you because sometimes I think we can be our worst, our own worst critics. And so sometimes we have to balance that out by looking in the mirror and saying, you're really doing it. Like, I'm really proud of you and I really love you. I think we could all benefit by doing that more in our lives, even if it's something small. Yeah, absolutely. I think we totally can. Each person, regardless of what it is that you're doing, like even something small as like, I took the dog for a walk today, you know, like, great. Be proud of yourself. Yeah. Some days that can be a big accomplishment if you're battling anxiety or depression or Sometimes if you feel like you can't even do those little things, we still, I always am a big proponent of the quote, celebrate the little things. And I really, some days they're very mundane <laughs> and it might just be walking the dog. But as we know, like sometimes that can be a big accomplishment for ourselves. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's, that's a lot of what the main care Amelia goes through is just, she, you know, one of the things she does is she records her, her small victories because they deserve an applause too because they are hard, just like you said. So big proponent of that. <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, let's take it back to where it all began and work our way back up to today and how you're feeling right now, this, this pride for yourself. Can you walk us through how your personal journey brought you to the decision to write this book? So my therapist has suggested, um, like when I was first diagnosed in 2018 with um, a few different eating disorders, um, and I was also diagnosed back in, I think it was about 2008, maybe with major depression. Um, but one of my, one of the suggestions for my therapist for cognitive behavioral therapy was to essentially just try to first name the emotion, like name what it is that you're feeling so you can identify it and you can kind of work almost backwards in a way from there. So, you know, what specifically were you doing in this moment? Um, what was your surroundings like, you know, what are the, what were the triggers and are there things that you can do to either like kind of redirect or, or something you can put in the way. So next time when you, before you even get to that point, you can address it. And it was also another way to disassociate feelings from food behaviors. So I started doing these things and I started writing and I started writing and as I kept going, I was like, well, what if I kind of remove myself from the narrative? What if I have it be this like third person perspective? So then I could be a viewer of my life versus the one living it. And maybe that could, that could help provide a little bit of distance, almost like that concept of like, how would you talk to your best friend kind of thing? So I started sharing my stories on my blog and social media 
but I was getting a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of feedback from people I knew, people I didn't know who wanted to just either share their story with me or they were saying things like, you know, I'm just so grateful that you said something, you know, because I kind of just like suffer in silence really in this way. And it's, it's helpful to, to know that someone out there feels the same way. So I decided that this therapeutic word dump that I was doing, I was going to turn into a book. And I did kind of try to navigate that idea of like, do I want to traditionally publish this or do I want to self-publish? And just through my own like personal investigating, I guess, for my within myself, I decided to go the self, self-publishing route. And so I've done every part of the book start to finish up to where it's at right now, just like completely on my own, learning the process along the way, which I think is also like another reason why it's also terrifying, not only the substance of the book, but also like all of the minute pieces all kind of comes back to me. So I guess where that leads me to right now is now I have this book in tangible form that people can pre-order and God, it's just so cool. (laughs) Just so cool. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't realize that you were self-publishing and that you were really in charge of every detail of a book. And I guess a lot of people probably don't know, and myself included, what all goes into creating this book. Not only is the content so personal to who you are, so you already have, you know, maybe some reservations about that, but then you're thinking about how am I going to distribute it, the cover and like all these things. So when you say it's a passion project, that is really a passion project. You're making every decision about this. Oh, yeah, totally. And then in the beginning of this year, in January, I actually, I started my own LLC and it's called New Luna Press. And the hopes is that I'll be able to provide tools and resources for other people to be able to share their stories for people who are in my position to say, like, I don't even know the first thing about it. Um, And then eventually I would like to make it an independent publishing house in the sense that I can help other people publish and disperse their stories, specifically focusing on own voices, mental health, marginalized communities, things like that, because everybody has a story, you know, and if you want to tell it, it deserves to be told then. So I hope it works out. Wow. Not only is the content of your book going to help so many people, but now even what you're doing beyond that for people, other people to get their stories out there is absolutely amazing. And I really do believe that when people are authentic to who they are and they open up and they can be vulnerable like you are, then you really find, I don't know, all of a sudden all the the leaves blow away and your path becomes so clear. And do you feel like this is now like the path you're meant to be on and you were meant to, to get to this point? Like this is your new journey now. Yeah. Most days I'd say yes. And the days that I don't is only because there is a little bit of self-doubt that every human has. And we have to just be like, hey, shh, go away. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to find ways to be like, no, 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 no. I can do this. But but really though, like this 100% is what I want to do because I, I knew I always wanted to help other people. I just didn't know what that looked like. And I knew that I wanted to write. I just didn't know what that would look like either. And now all of these pieces are starting to like slowly come together. And it just, I don't know, it really reiterates that all of, all of the hard and the struggle is so worth it. So worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So worth it. Yeah. 
That's amazing. Well, I want to first commend you for your ability and your willingness to be open and honest about your experiences because I really believe that by doing so, you create a safe space for other people to do the same. You know, when you go first and you open up, other people say, well, she's a safe haven. She's a person I can confide in because she's putting herself out there and I can do the same and and you're doing that. So it will no doubt help so many people, your book, feel seen, heard, and better understood. Not to mention the awareness you are raising about these topics. So you're definitely doing your part to end the stigma surrounding these kind of discussions because I think for so many years, like you said, people would suffer and struggle in silence. And I really think that those days are coming to an end. Those days are numbered of struggling in silence. And we're all sort of in our own little ways, opening up and allowing people that safe space to do the same thing. So really phenomenal work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And that's, I think, part of the reason too. um, So one thing that I am doing is that on all of my, all of the pre-orders, 10% of the royalties that I receive will be donated to an organization called Project Heal, who they, what their primary focus is, you know, breaking down the barriers on, you know, systemic healthcare, financial, any barriers for providing life-saving support and research for marginalized communities. And even though like I am the poster child, right. For, for eating disorders, I really am. And, and, and while I know that, like, and I totally agree that like the work is being done and that we're getting there and the days are numbered, there are just so many other groups out there and positions that, you know, based just solely on my privilege that I don't even understand and that I haven't, you know, that I, that I don't know. So while I do believe that we're on the right track, I just want to keep going to and keep pushing and keep talking and keep reiterating this because there are other people that that need it too if that makes sense (laughs) no it absolutely does and you're 100 percent right and i think it's very admirable that you're taking that into consideration because sometimes when we're in the eye of our own storm sometimes we're so focused on ourselves our story our journey but you're having a, a a broader approach and you're thinking well, I was able to get the help I need. I'm here, but I, other people may not have that same luxury or that same privilege. So that is absolutely admirable that you're doing that. And that's just continuing. The ripple effect of you writing this book and sharing your story is unbelievable. I don't even think we've said the title yet. So tell us about the title. In Body I Trust is the name of your book. So what was the inspiration for the title? I can't believe I didn't even say it. I just got, we were, we were talking and the riffing and it's, that's great. Um, so embody, I trust what that essentially means is that the body never lies, right? Like your mind can play tricks on you, especially with someone with a type of mental illness, you know, your heart can potentially lead you in the wrong direction, but your body's never going to lie. It's going to fire off that fight or flight responses. It's going to tell you when you're hungry, when you're thirsty, when you're exhausted, like it's going to let you know, so you can trust your body. And that is such an important journey that, you know, the main character is going through to be able to trust her body enough to have that healthy relationship with her body enough to allow it to not necessarily take the lead, but just hear its signals. And that way she can steer the ship in the right direction. Wow. I love the title and I love your explanation behind it and your inspiration behind it. But I also love that 
for people who are going to be now just envision it this is your book it's going to be there yeah you're going to be at an airport one day you're going to be looking through the books and you're going to see embody i trust and that title in addition with your cover and i know we're not supposed to judge a book by its cover but come on we're human <laughs> when people see that title it it's not so self-explanatory that you just instantly know what it's about You'd want to pick it up and read the back and say, what's this about? Embody I trust. What does that mean? So it's it's going to catch people, you know? People who are, who are going to read it are going to read it. Like the content is amazing. Your community is going to support you. But the title in the, in the uh, photograph in the front, that is really going to catch people. So knowing that you did all of this, <laughs> including the cover art, just bravo. I mean, that is just, it's catchy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know people can't see me right now, but like I have the biggest, dopiest smile on my face because that is just the coolest, most humbling thing ever. Thank you for saying that. Like, yeah, isn't that going to be a cool thing? I like... know. Like, it's I, again, <laughs> surreal, 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 surreal. <laughs> okay, well, what can readers expect from your book? What are, what are we going to get in there? Tell us about Amelia. And what are we going to? What's the journey going to look like? So the premise of the book is about Amelia who has eating disorders and depression and bipolar. Um, she, you kind of just go through a week in her life. Uh, the seemingly mundane really ends up being some of the most difficult and triggering things for her as somebody with mental illness. She meets her, her new neighbor with schizoaffective disorder who just kind of like shakes up her whole life and, and the monotony in her life. And, you know, she has a scare with, with her mom in terms of, you know, a biopsy she just recently had. So there's a lot of even just like anything from like your very basic fundamental life, day-to-day -day living type things, where also there's the random life stressors that come in out of nowhere. And it's how she handles it and goes in through the mind. And, and what I hope is that my hope for this book is that people will be able to take away that they're not alone, that this, whatever they're going through, it may not be a hundred percent the same, but that whatever it is, that there is a community of people out there that understand you and want to lift you up and want to be there for you and that you are not alone because I mean, the story is based on a true story. It's based on my life and experiences. And I knew that there was a big part of me that felt for so long that I was alone. And once I started to do that and put myself out there, I realized that I wasn't. So I hope from the book, people can grasp that. I hope that people can find their own message of hope through this as becoming, you know, your own savior instead of, you know, there's, I think there's a difference between support and assuming that someone will do the work for you. And I think that that's a really important lesson to be learned. So I really hope that people are able to take something like that out of it too. Wow. There's a lot in there. There's a something for everyone because it's true. A lot of times when books focus on one topic, whether it's depression and eating disorder, you know, they can hyper-focus in on how to, you know, maybe tips and tricks or tools or resources. But what I like that you, the approach you took is People have such complex lives. We all have our own complex lives. We have our own personal struggles, but you're right. Then there'll be the outside stressor. Then there'll be the person that comes into your life. Then there'll be the, someone in your family who has a health scare. Life is not just about our own little chaos in our own lives. It's our chaos 
everyone's chaos all combined together in your little community. And and we do need hope. I think a message of hope is something that we could all benefit from in our whatever we're taking in, whatever content, whether it's a book. I like to do that on my social media feed. I like to just be like inundated with hopeful messages, mantras and things like that because life can be hard. Like you're gonna see in the book, there's gonna be stressors all the time. And there's really no like Pollyanna way to just like make that not true. Like it's just always yeah. the case. <laughs> Yeah, so you have to exactly. find ways, like you said, find ways to cope, find ways to help yourself, find ways to be your own savior. To, but you're right. It, it requires a lot, a lot of work. It does. And I think sometimes that's the hard part of where to begin and how to do it. But every book and every resource we can get to lead us in the right direction is definitely welcome, at least in my life. <laughs> yeah, no, same, same, same. And yeah, I hope I hope that this book does this for for somebody at least. I'm sure. And I always say that about my podcast episodes. I say, even if every episode helps one person, I'm glad I did it because mm -hmm. that one person needed that that day. So your book is going to be that times a million. <laughs> yes, manifest. Yes, <laughs> manifest. manifest. Okay, so you've certainly put a lot of heart, soul, blood, sweat, and tears into bringing this book to life. But writing a book so deeply connected to who you are can't be an easy task. And I'm sure it required a lot of self-reflection and deep introspection. What did you learn about yourself through the process of writing this book? I felt like I learned so much. <laughs> um, I learned, I learned, I think a lot about, about power. And, and when I say power, I don't mean power in the sense of like, um, like, like social power, social status. I don't mean like that. I mean, personal power. I mean, like, the power that my hands have to be able to create something, the power that I have inside of myself to be able to manage my mental illnesses on the daily, um, the power that my words have to hopefully help somebody else. I think that I learned so much about that that really just almost gave me this, this confidence that I didn't have before. And I had to do, I can see on your nightstand or the desk behind you that you have your wild journal out there, which is amazing because that is actually, so that was something else that I created towards the beginning of COVID. And it was actually like, it's weird because they're almost like simultaneously connected. And so a lot about the book has, it has like a lot of different memories of my previous travel experiences that were some of the catalysts that led me to being diagnosed. And in doing that, I was kind of revisiting these journal prompts and these journal ideas. And then I started doing them again, but I was like, well, let's see if, you know, current Lauren is any different than past Lauren or whatever. And ended up just being, again, something very therapeutic for me and something that, that helped with the book. So I created that. And really just this whole journey has been one giant beast of self-discovery, I guess, in the most general term possible and really growth in the love and worth that I have for myself and not based on everybody else. 
it would be amazing if everyone could experience what you're going through right now. Like whatever that may look like to somebody else, like just doing something where you really have to look inward and, and really do the work and say, wow, I just feel proud of myself for, for really digging deep and peeling back the layers, even the really ugly ones that we may all have, you know, like it's not all easy. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Did you find that sometimes it was, did you ever have to walk away from writing the book? Did you ever have to take breaks? How did that look? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. There is one chapter in particular that was very, very dark and very difficult because it was such a truth for me that revisiting it, I'd be like, okay, today's the day I'm, I'm going to work on this one. And then I'd start getting in and be like, I'm not ready. I'm just not ready, you know, mentally. And so I'd have to step away and it took a while. And it wasn't until, you know, I had a conversation with my therapist one week where I felt like I was at a point that I, I saw, I saw myself and that experience through a different light so I could go back and work on it. But it, it was, it was hard, you know, cause some of this stuff was was suppressed for so long and some of this was stuff i never wanted to revisit or rehash but i mean if i've learned anything in therapy suppressing gets you nowhere <laughs> absolutely i know it's so hard and it just goes to show the resilience of human beings just naturally because we've all suffered so many you know things in our personal chaos i call it <laughs> my, yeah. my own personal chaos we've all you know survived so many things so we're just like resilient as hell just by nature. But mm-hmm. then it's you're right when you really have to like take a peek back and sort of like revisit it and say, well, that, sh- that wasn't really done. I didn't really like heal from that or I haven't really moved on from that or had that quote unquote closure from that experience. We can survive so much and we're so good at pushing it down. But once I think in my personal experience, once you release it in whatever form that comes in, whether it's a book, whether it's just talking about it in therapy, whether it's just sharing it with someone that you trust, there's something different about it. You can look back and it it doesn't sting as much, or I don't know, you look at it from a different light or a different lens. Did, did you, do you find that in your experience? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was actually, it's funny that you say that about like, oh, maybe I didn't really, you know, process this or whatever, because I just had this conversation the other day where I realized that you know, my life kind of did a a bit of a 180 over the last couple of weeks. So while I'm doing this book stuff, I'm also trying to navigate life problems that are just coming up, you know? And I realized that while I did process a lot of these things, the one thing that I didn't really address was that I was grieving loss, like the bigger picture of loss, like 30 years of, of losing you know, the family dynamic through divorce and and the home because we were moving all the time and relationships and family members and, uh, and my autonomy, my body, all of these things. And I realized like the greater picture, like I hadn't really grieved that yet, you know? And, and so I'm kind of just allowing myself to feel that and to experience that so I can learn from it because I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't giving myself because I, I really do believe that one, once you allow yourself to feel whatever those feelings are, you make the room and the space for all of the good and the healing that's going to come after that. And I think that that's where the shift in perspective happens is when you allow yourself to heal from whatever it is, big or small, like then you can finally start to see in a different light, just how, you know, I, I'm going through something that 
could have been very, very triggering for me. And I think to some extent still is. But because I have this shift in perspective, I do see, okay, I, I figured it out once. I had the tools once. Like, I know what I need to do and I can, I can conquer and manage this using that new perspective. I love that. I mean, they always say healing is not linear. And sometimes you think just because you got past something, you don't have to go back. But healing really is like a zigzag. Like you're going back. Oh, I wasn't quite done with that. Oh, okay. Well, now that I look at it like this, now this oh, makes yeah. sense. And oh, I still was grieving this. And it's just like a total mind F, I guess. Yeah. Like. No, it really is. It's so not linear. It is like A yeah. to G to B to <laughs> F, like it's all yeah, over the place. It's all over the place. But I think that's part of our journey in life is to just, even if it's zigzag, even if you're doing sprints back and forth, back and forth, I think eventually we sort of untangle that big like ball in our mind, you know, and sort of as best we can cope, move forward, you know, gain these new perspectives. And then like you're doing, share what you've learned so that others can have more resources and more resources. And then eventually there's just endless resources for any struggle you may be going through. I think that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And like the, I think the one thing that I just, I hope people can know that when, when you really start this, this journey, whether it is with mental health or just your own personal journey of like, just learning more about yourself and like uncovering these things, the journey ends up actually being incredibly enjoyable, despite how hard it might be. It, it has been one of my favorite things. I am like my favorite project ever it's awesome because you do be. yeah you know, we're with you we're with ourselves forever <laughs> i know i know and i just i really do hope that people can can see that and and be able to feel that themselves and i think that they'll just love the journey so much more when they really just lean in and that's a really promising you know thing to say to people who may be like listening and they're like nope not opening those doors not opening that pandora's box you're saying it's 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 hard it's hard work, but it's rewarding. So and that's rewarding. maybe worth it. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So I mentioned earlier how I commend your ability and willingness to be vulnerable. That is something that I'm still trying to find my way with on social media. I, I, I want to do it and I'm inspired by the people who do it, but I like the self-doubt you were talking about. It just creeps in and I have a hard time sort of like, yeah, you know, cracking cracking the egg open and sharing it, but you're very open publicly about your personal experiences with mental health struggles and being diagnosed with an eating disorder. Do you ever have any reservations about sharing your personal experiences with the world, whether it's on social media, podcasts, beyond? Oh, yeah. I mean, when I first posted my recovery story, I literally hit submit and I closed my computer and I ran away. I left the house. It was like no technology, left my phone at home. I was like, I'm going to the mountains. Bye. Um, idea. <laughs> you know, um, because I was, I was, I was incredibly nervous. I was like, I don't know what people are going to, and to this day, like, even when I, I say something or share something, it is, if I, if I feel that twinge of, of, of doubt or anxiety about sharing it, like I kind of just have to reposition my brain to start thinking, okay, remember what this is about. You know, this is a true test in, in your, in your vulnerability, you know, to, and as if you're familiar with Brene Brown, you know, that braving the wilderness, you know, and, and being vulnerable, that's exactly what it is. It's making, becoming a braver version of yourself. Um, so I do, I get, I get nervous, but at the end of the day, like people, 
I think we think people care a whole lot more than what they actually do, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, the people 100%. who are going to love and appreciate and embrace that honesty and that transparency, they're the people that you want to be connecting with anyways. They're the people that like, if you're a business or whatever, like they're your audience. And if you're just an individual who just wants to, to share, you know, that's, those are the people that you want to be talking to anyway. So what is it? The people who matter don't mind. And those who mind don't matter. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You're remembering your why, first of all, which is huge. Like we always have to keep our why in the front of our minds. Why are we doing this? But then you're right. Like anyone who is going to take something vulnerable or personal that you post and and have a negative reaction, they weren't your people anyway. So it's filtering out all the bad people you don't need. Yeah, exactly. And And making room. And it's like we do. We're getting rid of the old to make room for the new. We're getting rid of the negative to make room for the positive. It's It really comes up in all parts of life. So the people that you want to connect with are the ones that are going to connect with your content. Yeah. And it just, I'm telling you, it, it, it has made my entire, my own personal universe so much better in like letting go of that fear because man, the people who I have in, in my hemisphere, like so worth it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I can see it so genuine in your face and your voice and just the way you speak about it. So I can tell that you appreciate your community and your people. I do. And we should. And let this be a reminder, everyone, check in on your people today. You know, people are there. It's a hard time. It's we're still going through COVID. It's pandemic. We're like a year out of, you know, seeing our loved ones in a normal capacity. Reach out. Thank, Thank the people who helped you get through this year. I always like to take like things that come up organically and apply it like, Whenever I'm on social media and someone posts something like take a deep breath, I take it as a sign to myself personally, like, oh, take a deep breath. So Yeah, like you were supposed to see it. a natural reminder. Yes. Okay. Well, I believe that my guests are an expert in their own experience. So I often like to ask my guests for some advice about what they have lived through so our audience can gain some insight that they might be able to apply to their own lives. But we're going to preface this by saying Lauren is not a medical professional, but a person who has lived through a lot and and we're going to keep it, you know, into your personal experience. Can you offer any advice on how to broach the subject of an eating disorder with a loved one we fear may be struggling? I feel that could be a sensitive topic. Yeah, no. Well, well, I think the the first thing I always I always recommend because this question does come up quite a bit. And the first thing that I always recommend is if it really is, is at a point where you are fearful for them, I say, seek help in having that conversation because it is sensitive and there are right and wrong ways to approach it. And it really just depends on the circumstance. You know, they have free um, support groups for family and friends who are, you know, have their loved one has eating disorders that they can go to and just talk about it and be able to relate and there are multiple resources out there who can kind of help facilitate these conversations. But I think the, the number, the number one thing I would also, or I guess number two, I would say is, is to approach with love in a way that we want to, we always want to fix the people that we love and care about because we want to make their lives easier and better. But like, we need to know that when we approach someone in this way, that we are not, we are not the fixer we are just, we are a part of the support system. So approaching that in a way of, of, of love 
without feeling the responsibility of, you know, doctor patient kind of thing. Cause even when all of this started happening with me and the signs were there and, you know, my partner at the time had, he, he approached it and, you know, he didn't know what he was doing. Not that anybody does, you know, um, and it ended up kind of adding this extra turmoil in our relationship because it he was it was more like he was he was the doctor i was the patient and so our relationship just kind of continued to unfold that way so i think starting it from the get-go from a place of love and and seeking the help to be able to even facilitate that conversation i think is so important i think that's unbelievable because i see i I always learn something on my podcast which always makes it so worth it for me and i didn't realize that they offer you know free support for people not necessarily having the eating disorder, but someone that they love and care about. So it reminds me of like Al-Anon, like a a support system for the family. Exactly. That's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. And then my next question is, how can we be an ally to those in our lives who are struggling with an eating disorder? Because I I think you're right. And I I know I'm guilty of that. Like you want to fix or you want to do the most, but how can we be an ally where the person knows that we support them, but we're not pushing or or trying to fix or trying to do the most yeah no i i think it's as it's as simple as what you had just said before check in on your people okay you know and when i say check in i don't necessarily mean being like have you eaten today i would get that a lot you know and i'm like i don't need someone checking in on my habits Uh, that's why i have a nutritionist you know but um but you know because and that's that's what it was like i got very defensive and things but i think if you know, if, if just checking in and saying, Hey, I love you. And I just want you to know that I'm here for you no matter what. And if, and when you are ready and you want to talk or you need to talk, know that I am here, but to not, you know, there doesn't have to be like this, this drilling of questions and, and, and things. But I think the other part that I would say too, is to educate yourself. One of my, one of my close friends, when I, you know, told him about what was going on, he went and got all the books. I didn't even, I had no idea. And he got all the books and he was like, I'm going to read until my face falls off and I'm going to learn and I'm going to learn as much as I can. I'm pretty sure he knows more about it than I do at this point. So, but I not even to that extent, but just to kind of educate yourself on, on these different things and what could be triggering or what could not. Cause I mean, the list is endless and everybody's journey looks a little different. So I guess just educate and check in. Educate. I love that. And, and, you know, in 2021, there are just endless resources now that there's books, websites, blogs, people opening up about their personal experiences. There is education out there. We just have to seek it. I yeah. really think. Yeah. Well, my last question in that ask Lauren section, <laughs> uh, dear Lauren, is <laughs> what, what message would you like to leave with someone who may be struggling with an eating disorder themselves right now? Maybe silently. That I see you and I feel you and I love you (laughs) so, so, so much. I want to give you a hug right now if I could or an elbow bump or whatever. Like I see you for exactly who you are because you are not your eating disorder. You are a human being with a head, a heart, and like just, you know, and in a body. Like you're, you're not... You're not this thing that has been created because of some other underlying issue. And I love you 
regardless of all of it. That's beautiful. Well, by now, I'm sure everyone is heading over to Amazon and Barnes and Noble and pre-ordering your book like ASAP. They're pausing the podcast to go order um, and to anxiously (laughs) await its arrival. But there is good news for the meantime. Like you said before, you've also created your journal, your wild journal that I have my copy of. And this is my March 30-day challenge. I like to do a 30-day challenge every month. Sometimes it's fitness. Sometimes it's like uh, getting fresh air. Sometimes it's using my brain. So I'm going to use my brain. Awesome. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what can we expect from your wild journal? Tell us about it. Yes. So your wild journal is... 30 days of writing prompts and kind of like what I discussed before. And it's, they're very easy, digestible things. So you don't have to overwhelm yourself. And what it does is just prompts questions to help you shift your perspective, see the world from the eyes of somebody else, or to dig a little bit deeper inside of yourself to ask yourself those hard questions. And there's no right or wrong way to go about it. You take as much or as little time as you need to kind of sit with those thoughts and sit with those things to write it out because writing has been so therapeutic and helpful for me. And I hope that it can be for other people too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited. I'm like ready to dive head first. And as soon as we hang up, I'm diving in. It's March 1st and I am ready. Okay. Well, Lauren, I want to thank you so much for joining me today on Wonderfilled Week and sharing your journey and your expertise with us. I feel honored to have shared this space with you. You are a courageous, dynamic, talented, and resilient person, and I look forward to following you on this journey as your book finally gets in the hands of the readers where it belongs, and I encourage others to do the same and follow along. So where can we find you on social media? Yes, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, you can find me at Lauren Dow Writes, and you can also uh, you know, learn more about the different books and the work that I'm doing at laurendow.com. Yes, laurendow.com. Order your copy of Lauren's book, and Body I Trust, on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Order your wild journal like I did on Amazon. Um, and yeah, everything's on your website. And your website is beautiful. Like, cheers. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you've got it all <laughs> going you. on, girl. This is your year. <laughs> Crushing it, crushing it. (laughs) Okay, well, I like to close with my guest having the floor. So what final message would you like to leave with the listeners today? Take a chance on yourself today. Something big, something small, take a chance on yourself because you are worth it. You are worth every bit of it. I love it. Can't get any better than that. Your mother said, read the books your father read.